And we're here, Dog Den Sports Podcast, with a Wednesday episode for you. Oh yeah, we're back. I had to take last one day Wednesday off. Um, feeling a little under the weather. If you listen to Friday, you know that. But we're back on schedule, and uh, we got a good episode for you guys. We sure do, Jim. We sure do. Um, we've got a lot going on here this Sunday or this past Sunday. A lot of good NFL games. <clears throat> we actually happen to be at one. One of the not-so-good games as the Giants got blown out by the Rams. Yeah, it was a really tough one to watch as a Giants fan. But, you know, you can't be upset when you're at the stadium with the atmosphere, with the tailgate. You know, it's hard not to have a good time. Yeah, it was it was fun for sure. But something that I was kind of disappointed with was how, like, dead the stadium almost was. Like, the Giants fans didn't bring the energy. I felt like we were the only people with energy in the whole stadium. Yeah, but, you know, for people who just went to actually see the Giants compete, it's hard when the Rams put up 28 points in the first quarter Yeah, and you're down 28-3. to three. It's hard to find the energy to try to come back a little bit. I mean, the first drive, the Giants looked good, went down, got a field goal. Good drive because yeah. Kadarius was cooking, Shep got going early. And then next thing you know, the switch just went off. Yeah, well. Kadarius Tony got hurt. He did in that first drive, and um, now it's pretty apparent that he is the whole offense, pretty much, because when he was not in the game, the offense was terrible until the Rams put their backups in. Yeah, I mean you can't really put it. Sterling Shepard coming off an injury, can't put your hands in him really. Dante Pettis, I mean he helped out. He helped out, but you know it's not enough to be a great Rams team. Yeah, I mean, I also think that Danny Dimes definitely shouldn't have been playing. He obviously put up just a disgusting stat line. He wasn't not ready in a good way. He wasn't ready to come back. I mean, four turnovers in total, three interceptions, one fumble. There was actually another fumble, but the Giants recovered it, and it was just a tough game to watch. But um, speaking of the Giants game that we were at, um, Dog Den's coming with a vlog pretty soon. We have yeah. some good clips. Yeah, you guys are gonna love it. It's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's an entertaining vlog. You guys will like it. It's about yeah. what fourteen minutes. Yeah, well, we haven't really edited it down yet, but it'll it'll be anywhere from probably like ten, ten, maybe like eight, eight to twelve or something like that. Eight, twelve, thirteen, that that range. Not not too long of a of a watch, but it'll be good. Get some laughs in. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. I know we sure did, but um, I guess it's time to jump in. We'll start with football again. Jump into the weekend, see what everyone did. Um, yeah. I said we start with the earliest game, and that was taking place in London. Yep. And Jacksonville got their first one of the season over the Dolphins. I mean, there's been talk of the London Jaguars before. Yeah. Maybe London's their home turf. Not only their first win this season, but their first win in twenty games. Oh yeah, in tw- in twenty whole NFL football games, this is their first win, which is good. Good for them. They took down the Dolphins with Tua, which honestly leads you to bring the question: Is Tua the guy for Miami? I mean, that's been a lot of speculation. Yeah, it's been a ton of speculation, especially this last week. But he hasn't been bad for the Dolphins necessarily, and yeah. you know he's coming back from an injury. I mean, I think he should have been back sooner. Yeah. But um, 
you know, it's always hard game one back, and you're in totally new atmosphere. I mean, you're in a different country. I mean, yeah, I but guess. I, Football's football. I know, but you got to let me finish. There's no excuse if you're Tua to lose to Urban Meyer's Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, definitely not. The The Dolphins have a good team. It just it doesn't make sense why they're doing so bad. It made sense why they were losing with Jacoby Brissett. But honestly, maybe they were doing better with Jacoby Brissett. Who knows? It's just it's disappointing. I feel bad for Dolphins fans after the hope they had last year, finishing 10-6. Or, yeah, something like that. Brink, seven, brink of the six. playoffs. Yeah. <clears throat> they were a fun team to watch. They were doing good things. And now you've got this absolute disastrous season going on. And you start questioning the head coach, the quarterback, the defense, all that stuff. And it's uh, it's rough. I mean, they're 1-5. I Yeah. But um, in their division, that shouldn't be hard to climb back. I mean, you have the Bills, obviously, but um, which they got blown out the first time playing. But still, you got another game against the Patriots. You got two more against the Jets. The Dolphins are one of those teams that are one in five that have the chance to bounce back and make their make their season somewhat respectable. Yeah, they definitely do, and it all depends on Tua. It's it all, does. It's, it's, it's on Tua's shoulder. It's all on Tua. I mean, soon enough they'll have Will Fuller back. Yeah, another again. threat on offense. Uh, Jalen Waddle was looking great. Yeah. So um, maybe it'll all click. But um, another thing on the Dolphins, John, do you remember what we said about Jacoby Brissett playing as that a Dolphin? They, win they wouldn't win a game. Yeah. They didn't win a game. No, they didn't. They didn't win a game. They were close to winning some games, though. And Jacoby proved us wrong yeah, in no, some he aspects. Played, he played a lot better than what we than thought we he would. Than we would expect it. Yes. But once again, we were right on that. Just Still wanted, right. Just wanted to point that out. I mean, you know, always, you know what we say. We're never wrong. There you go. Ne- next game on the slate was the Bengals Lions. The Bengals are hot. H O T hot. They lost to the Packers last week in a close game that they probably should have won, and they come here and just dominate the Lions, winning thirty-four to eleven. Joe Mixon back healthy. He looked great. He was cooking on the ground and the and in the passing game. And the Giants were just no match for this Bengals team. That's super fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, Lions, they, uh, I mean, just a rough start. I think we might have put a curse on them. Yeah, we definitely did. But then again, that game wasn't close. The Bengals were playing good football on every side of it. And Joe Burrow, another good game. Yeah, he's Joe. There's something to be said about the Bengals right now. They are... Second in the AFC North behind them, the Ravens, who very well could be three and three. They Justin Tucker hit a sixty four whatever sixty six sixty six yarder against the Lions. They probably shoulda coulda maybe lost that game. No, they should have with a fourth and nineteen on your <laughs> yeah. own ten. They almost lost or they did lose week one to the Raiders and then there's another one. The Chiefs won. They very well could have lost that. They've been in all close games that could have gone either way. So you look at the Bengals four and two record, and you look at the Ravens five and one in there. They're different. Like the 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 Bengals could be five and one. The Ravens could be three and three. So there's something to look at there. And I honestly, I honestly, th- I'm not a huge Ravens fan. No, I don't. I don't like watching them. I do. I will disagree with you there. I think Lamar is very fun to watch. But, but Lamar's like not one player. He's one player. He doesn't. Yeah, but that team. is. I mean, basically. 
I'm I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. The essence of, you know, people I just like watching. Offense. I think the Bengals are more of a sound team than the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I I love watching the Bengals. They they've been a super entertaining team so far this year. And then the Chiefs get back on track against the football team. They uh they're at, sitting at three and three right now. It's uh interesting. I mean, that was a lot closer game than it should be. I mean, the Chiefs this year are just not last year Chiefs. I don't know what happened. I don't well, know what yeah. switch was flipped. I mean, the the final score doesn't look doesn't look on how like close that game was for a long time. Yeah, that's true. It they was, did pull away. They then. pulled away at the end, but you know, I was following that game on my phone at MetLife. That was closer than than it should be. Yeah, for a while. Score shows, yeah. And um, but um, you know, and the football team—they have a good defense, but they still playing with Heineke. I mean, I love watching the kid play. He has a lot of heart. It's hard to root against him, but I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's definitely better. Like if we remember what he did with the Dolphins last year, he was he was good. It. It's just the, the football team defense was supposed to be like so good. It's supposed to be the defense they had last year. It's just not. It just has not been good at all. They're getting run all over, passed all over. Their defense is really in the like bottom tier right now, and they have all the talent in the world. And hopefully they can step it up for the sake of the team that they can start winning. Cause a lot of people had high hopes for them coming into this year, just like the Dolphins, and they're sitting at 2-4. and four. And the defense isn't good at all right now. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, for – and then this is no excuse for Washington playing the Chiefs because the Chiefs' defense is almost just as bad. It's worse. It, it is worse. worse. And yeah. um, you got to find a way in that game to get Terry McLaurin more involved. Yeah. You he just, had another quiet week. Yeah, you just got to – every team in the NFL is torching the Chiefs' defense and you come in and – you don't torch it, and you put up 13 points. They're not, like, what's going on over there? It's just, it's not good. They're playing in a very winnable division that doesn't look so winnable anymore with how the Cowboys are playing, and they're just, they're kind of already blowing their chances with the playoffs. I mean, every team in the NFC East is, um, like, four to three games back already. Yeah, the Cowboys are... I mean, the Cowboys would have to do some serious division play choking to not win yeah. the division. And we're going into week seven. Yeah. You almost never see that throughout the NFL. Yeah. This is like when the Patriots were playing in the AFC East and all other teams were struggling. Yeah, You knew by week seven it was over. And now it's switching to the NFC East because the Cowboys are such a high-powered volume offense. Yeah, and their defense is playing very well too. Speaking of that, I got to talk about Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yes. it's controversial. It's so controversial, and I don't think he's as good as everyone's making him out to be. I think he is good. I think the whole the debate, I did some research on, like, he's let up the most yards in the NFL thing um, at the quarterback position. That's not it's not really true. He's at, He has been playing good coverage defense. He hasn't been, like, a top five coverage guy like the Jair Alexander, the Jalen Ramsey, the Stephon Gilmore. He hasn't been like that. I'm not saying that, but he hasn't been that the the worst coverage guy. He is a ball hawk, which is valuable to teams, which like I mean seven picks speaks volumes. But some of his picks are flawed. 
Like what one? It, it's not a. I don't think it's a flawed stat for the defense. Cause There's a lot of tip balls. So to Trayvon, you see people drop those all the time. We saw one at MetLife. Yeah, that's true. But I guess my question is to you and to the fans: If the season ended today, would Trayvon Diggs be your depoy? That's the. That's where I have the problem. I don't think he's. He is overrated because because people are saying that he should be a depoy. That's what I'm saying. Which, that's what annoys me. Which he shouldn't. But is he playing like a top tier cornerback? Yes. Yes, he is. But he's not the depoy because there's people like Max Crosby who lead the league in pressures, um, like QB hits, all that stuff. All those pass rushing stats. Max Crosby is first in right now, and he has five sacks. And no one's talking about him. It's all Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. But at the end of the day, guess who's probably gonna win it again? Aaron Donald. He probably is. He's gonna he's gonna have he's gonna get cooking. And he's probably gonna win it again because at the end of the year, Aaron Donald's always got that that stat line. But then is. you also have players like T.J. Watt who's having another good season. Yeah. You also he missed have, a couple of games, which is gonna hurt his chances. I know, but then you also have Miles Garrett. Who's, That's who I. Miles Garrett is insane. Who is also probably I'm not gonna say having his best season yet, but one of his nah, best seasons yeah. yet. He, he probably is on it. I mean, he had that four-sack game. Four and a half. Yeah, four-and-a-half-sack game against the Bears, which has honestly been a bit of an outlier, but he's still been he's still been super good. Oh, and if you're going to look up our boy uh, Max Williams, right? Max Crosby. Max Crosby, that's what I meant. Um, two X's. Yep. It's Max. Yep. Max. He's, he's a beast. He's been playing out of his mind. Um. That's that. That's that Trayvon Diggs talk right there, the deep boy talk. We've got the Vikings finally win a close one over Carolina. The Panthers have now dropped three games since their 3-0 start. Um, they're sitting at 3-3, three and three, as are the Vikings. Uh, I mean, I'm glad the Vikings won a close one. That's that's good for them. And they are a good team. They that's one. That's a team that is much better than the record shows. Oh, 100%. I mean, Kirk Cousins is still having a great year. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, when you think back to the Panthers, 3-0 start to their last three games, it's one factor. The strength of schedule? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And C.J. Horn. Uh, J.C. J. Oh, my God, I'm struggling today. Yeah, you are. J.C. Horn. Well, C.J. J.C. Yeah, but now they got, um... (coughs) What's his face? Gilmore Stephon playing. Gilmore, yeah, he'll be he'll be there this week against the Giants, which I don't like. Well, the Giants weren't going to win that game anyway. We don't honest. know yet. Yeah, the game sure. hasn't happened. Sure, but um, the Panthers obviously Christian McCaffrey's out, which has hurt the offense. It's hurt Sam Darnold, but they just they had a cakewalk first three games. We know that, and now they played the Cowboys last week or two weeks ago, the Cowboys, and then the Panthers. That was a close game, though. Yeah, that was a close game, which I'm not like they're not doing terrible, but they're not winning games that they need to win. Yeah, what what's their schedule looking like coming up? Like they beat the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans, and then they lost to the Cowboys, Eagles, and Vikings. They play the Giants next week, the Falcons next the week after that. So that should be two. I think they they might they still might sneak in the. I don't know. It's tough to say with the NFC West. They don't have a very strong schedule. Yeah. So I think they're gonna be like one of those hot cold teams who's like, come week seventeen, is gonna be like 
in that conversation for the wild card and is going to have to pull one out. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But uh, they need McCaffrey back, and now he's out for three more weeks. Just got put on IR before this Sunday, or this last Sunday, which is just terrible. you gotta, you got to wonder what's going on with McCaffrey. He just can't stay on the field if his life depended on it. And speaking on McCaffrey, um, to, we had this conversation on like the ride home from New York. Um, tune into Fantasy Football Friday where we'll discuss Christian McCaffrey's draft value with his injuries. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to on Friday. Yeah. Is is he even worth picking anymore? Because he just can't. I mean, stay in the field. Yeah, you'll get your forty point games, but yeah, twice next, you'll get it, you'll get it like three or four times a year. It's not worth it. Anyway, Texans get blown out by the Colts. The Colts needed that one right there. Um, they moved to two and what is it four, two and four now. I mean, ever going into the season, everyone thought the Colts were going to be good, and they they haven't been. But they haven't been bad. I don't. I don't think they've been as bad as the record shows. Once again. Well, they had a great quality one over the Ravens. Loss. They oh they did lose that game. Yeah, Riley jinxed us. Oh yeah, Riley did jinx us. That was our bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, close game against the Ravens. A good Ravens team. That they should have won. They, they should have won. won that game. Um, Carson Wentz. I mean, he was out for a little bit too. No, he played with two sprained ankles. How do you how do you sprain two ankles? I don't know. He like sprained both of them. Well, no, I'm saying when he was out, they put Jacob Eason in, and yeah. G- Jacob Eason ruined that game. Oh yeah, he lost yeah. them that game. That's what yeah. I was trying to get at. Yeah, and then he walked out on the field with two sprained ankles after to shake hands. Yeah, but so then he don't... played the next week. So yeah. I respect him for that. I respect him for that, but still, if you're gonna play the next week and you have one drive left, are you gonna throw in the rookie who's like barely taking a snap? Yeah. I also don't. I don't think Carson Wentz is having as bad as as bad of a season as people think. He's he's been pretty accurate. It's just the defense hasn't been as good as people thought it would be. The O line has been hurt. They've been dealing with a ton and ton of injuries. So it's. I think there's an asterisk next to their two and four record, but they do have a interesting big game for both teams coming out this Sunday against the Niners. Sunday night football. So both teams need that win. And time. um and speaking on the Colts, I mean big guy coming back, T. Y. Hilton, he got off to a hot start and then he got injured again. Yep. And I was uh I was talking earlier to um someone. I they brought him back and I was watching, they basically brought him back in full capacity right off the bat. Yeah. And I think that's why he got injured, I mean, to play full pace in a game. After being out for that amount of time. Yeah, he's also a grandpa. He's like 31. It's hard, and, you know, it's it's going to happen. You're going to get injured again. But, you know, he showed a lot of upside. Yeah, I mean, he's an injury-prone old player that got hurt like usual. I mean, what else do you expect? Same same old, same old with T.Y. Hillen. Or not. He's obviously super good, but... Or was. I don't know. Hopefully the Colts can get it together, just not next week against my Niners. Um, Chargers-Ravens, the Chargers, which was the hottest team in the NFL, um, got absolutely murdered by the Ravens, 34-6. A slaughter fest. I mean, bad performance by Justin Herbert, bad performance by Austin Eckler. 
Keenan yeah. Allen was quiet. I mean, they just couldn't get going on offense. And mm. personally, I don't think that the Ravens' defense is that good for a team like the Chargers to get held to six points. Yeah, it's not at all. And the weird part to me is the Ravens won 34. I didn't watch this game, so I, I may be talking out of my butt right now, but the Ravens won 34-6, to and Lamar Jackson threw for 160 yards and threw two picks. And yeah. the the and they won thirty four six. I don't I don't know what happened here, but from from the box score, Lamar didn't have a good game. I mean, let's see what he had fifty one yards on the ground, but it's just it's odd to me. It's odd to me that they blew him out like that. It's just it's very interesting, and they obviously started in a hole, so they couldn't get the run game going and. They couldn't. They couldn't come back. And Lamar Jackson gave them opportunities to come back with those two picks, but I don't know. That's a that's a rough loss for the Chargers. It is. It is. It raises some questions. The Ravens aren't that good to beat them thirty four six. Then we got the Bears Packers. <clears throat> um, Bears started off hot. They they went up I think fourteen to three or something like that. Yeah, but. Aaron Rodgers owns the Packers, as he stated. Owns the Bears. Owns the Bears. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he loves the city of Chicago. He like he actually likes Bears fans, but he owns the Bears organization. Well, the reason he said that I saw this on Instagram was because there's these two um, Bears yeah, fans that, that flipped them off, and for whatever reason, it just pissed him off so much. He probably gets a million million middle fingers a game, but that just uh, triggered him to say, "I own the Bears." <laughs> I still own the Bears. He's playing with the chip on his shoulder right now. I like it. The Packers are cooking. They're- I mean, everyone was so skeptical after week one. And if you listen to us, we said There's no Packers are the Packers. There's no worry. Yeah. And they're going to go on. They're going to win the NFC North again. And yeah, don't- Aaron Rodgers is probably going to lose in the NFC Championship again. I don't know. I don't know. They're scary. Scary good. They are. I mean, Aaron Jones played phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He's when, just, are we, when are we going to start stop underrating Aaron Jones? He is a phenomenal running back. That can do it all. But, you know, Bears fans, you uh, you didn't play horrible. It's just hard to stop such a high-powered offense like Aaron Rodgers Packers. And upside for the Bears, Cahill Herbert had a good game. Yes, he six-round rookie draft pick. Um, third third string on the depth chart. Damian Williams goes out with COVID. You know David Montgomery's on IR, and he comes out. <clears throat> and he goes for 97 yards, averaging five yards a carry, and he gets a touchdown. So mm-hmm. some bright bright news there. They also saw him a little bit in um like the flat routes. I mean, he had 15 yeah. yards receiving, so over 100 yards all purpose. So yeah, I think something to talk about with the Bears is too. When are NFL organizations going to learn to stop? Drafting Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. It's just like Justin Fields is like borderline bust material at this point. He's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying he's just bad, but I am. There, just has saying he's bad. Has there been anything that caught your eye with him? No. Anything that makes him stand out as a quarterback? It could be the the Matt Nagy problem, but I don't know. He hasn't had a good game. He hasn't. Yeah, but also, again, Trubisky had a great year in his first season. 
He was a pro bowler. I'm pretty sure that was without Matt Nagy. Oh, I think that was Matt Nagy's first year. Really? Yeah, yeah. maybe. But he wasn't an idiot then. But then, yeah, but then once Matt Nagy became an idiot, <clears throat> fell under the Matt Nagy curse. Yeah. You know, he's a third string. Second. He's a backup. Who knows? Jake Fromm could have that. No. No. <laughs> Don't even say that. <laughs> Yeah, I well, believe I believe the only reason Matt Nagy has his job still is simply because of Cody Park. I think he's, I think he's a part of the mob. I think he is bribing or like holding the Bears owner to gunpoint or something because there's just no way he should have a job. No, I think it's because he had a great team. He was coaching wonderful, and then against the Eagles, the double doink. No part in coaching. He led that game perfectly. Yeah. And they go down. Yeah, well, they should have fired him after the last two horrendous years. But they didn't. And he's still there, and the Bears still suck. But they're 3-3. Three and three. Um, Well, anyway. I don't think they have any shot the playoffs. The Bears. Cardinals are 6-0 and now. They destroyed the Browns. Baker Mayfield dislocated his shoulder. Uh, popped that thing back in, kept playing, didn't matter. The the cards are just unsolvable right now. It's crazy. It's they it sucks to be in the NFC West. Yeah, it must it does. It must. They are insane. They, I, I mean, mean that's all you really have to say. Kyler yeah, I was Murray, gonna say that's all you have to say on that game. Kyler Murray's just M V P candidate. They're they're got it going. D Hop caught two tutties. It's just that's the cars right there, I guess. And their defense is playing good. It's playing real good. Then you got the Raiders squeak one out, kind of not really, against the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, the division matchup right there. Broncos, they're not making the playoffs. They're 3-3. Three and three. Well, if the Raiders are going to keep playing good and the Chargers are going to keep playing good. And then the Chiefs, if they end yeah. up getting hot. Yeah. And that's, that's just an interesting division. It's Yeah, it really is. It really is. But um, Raiders could win another one. I'm not sure how they're going to face up against the Eagles this week. I mean, yeah. I, th- I just feel like that's a fair matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I just don't – I don't know how I feel about the Raiders. I think they're a little fraudulent. Like a little bit fraudulent. A little bit. I think the Broncos were the most fraudulent 3-0 team. Oh, we knew that. We knew that. They've dropped three since – they're three and zero start. We knew they were fraudulent, very fraudulent. Um, our bold prediction: Cowboys, uh, Pats. We picked the Pats to win, and Riley jinxed us again. Dog Den Riley is the biggest. Next time jinx. He, he says something about us making a good pick, I'm just gonna slap him in the face and tell him to shut up because he has screwed us over two weeks in a row now, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Also, he screwed himself over because I, I was playing Dog Den Rally in fantasy this week. Yep. And I ended up winning yep. against the best team in the division thanks to Derrick Henry. Yep. And that's because Derrick Henry had 0.8 points at the end of the first. And, and Riley, I, get, I get a little text. I get a little text from Riley. Yeah, he loves trash talking. And um, he goes, 0.8 is not going to cut it because he had two receivers and. Yeah. Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, oh, yeah. and Tyler Bass playing. Who put up good numbers. Yeah, they did good, but and, it wasn't um, enough. 
And Derrick Henry, once the second, I kid you not, the second after he texted me that, Derrick Henry breaks loose for 75 yards. And then the next time he texted me, Stefan Diggs had his touchdown pass. Yeah. He goes up. He has like a 60% chance to win now. And, you know, Riley has that chip on his shoulder. He gets a little cocky. Texts me again. 20-yard touchdown from DH. Yeah. And so um, that's yeah. that. Speaking of the Dogden Riley jinx, I was down – 11 points to someone in our league, and I had A.J. Brown left. And I was sitting here, and I was like, before the game, Dog Den Riley said, A.J. Brown is going to go off. He's going to catch for um, a touchdown pass on the first drive. I was like, well, shucks. I'm screwed now. <laughs> then he's got zero points at the end of the first half, and I'm like, there's only one thing for me to do. I text him. I go, what are your thoughts on A.J. Brown? He goes, absolute dog emoji and then poop emoji. And I go, let's go. Secured the dub. A.J. Brown starts cooking. He, starts he catches cooking. like four, four catches on one drive, four on the next, and there you go. That's a victory for Dog Den John. And, and that's that. That is called working, like using your brain right there. That the, the Dog Den Riley jinx is very real. And... Um, we just got to start using it to our advantage. I think the last NFL game to touch on was um, uh, that game. Yeah. Titans. There's also the Seahawks-Steelers, but the Seahawks aren't going to do much without Geno, with, without Russ. With Geno Smith. I mean, great sack by TJ Watt. Steelers cooking. Everyone thought they would be a lot worse than they are. They're injury prone, but they're still finding a way to win. Go Steelers. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if they could get a better quarterback... They'd be a lot better. And then going to that Titans game, I mean, prime time once oh again has game. not let us down this what year. A game. Even Bengals Jaguars, I was entertained the whole time. This was such a good game. I watched every second of it, and it was great. It was it was very fun to watch. I mean, the trickery by the Bills, by uh, Knox throwing that uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen on the two yeah. point conversion. And you know, he hurt his hand the play before. Yeah. And he threw that ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a little wobbly, but with an injured hand, that's a good ball. I don't know if you guys were watching at the beginning of the game, but it was on a punt return. The Bills were punting to the Titans, and Chester Rogers catches the punt, and he throws. He catches the punt and throws the pass all the way across field to his teammate. And it was, like, the craziest thing I ever watched. It was, like, Mike Mike Vrabel... It was an insane special teams play, and it would have worked if he, if uh, Chester Rogers didn't throw the ball forward. I mean, you're relying on a receiver that threw an absolute duck to you know throw that ball across field to his teammate. But if he threw a proper backwards pass across field, the other Titans dude had a he had a lane straight to the end zone. I mean, all I can say is the one thing we truly love here at Dog Den is. People being bold. That was being bold. bold. Was and bold. Mike Vrabel was bold. Um, the two-point conversion play with Dawson Knox throwing that ball to Josh Allen, bold. Yeah. And going for it on fourth and one when you can kick a field goal and go to overtime bold. with a gas ten- Tennessee defense. That they, stop was amazing. They I were, mean, Josh Allen slipped. He did slip. He was going to get it if he didn't slip. Yeah. And, you know, that was, that was bold. And I respect that call a lot from him. Yeah. And so... You know, it didn't end well, but, you know, just with a team like the Bills, take a shot like that. That's what you want to see. You want to be on the edge of your seat 
at 11.10, waiting yeah. to see it, what the game's going to end like. And so that was just a great game. I, I, I love that call by Sean McDermott. And people are like could hate on it now that they lost, but they're in the AFC East. There's no real competitors in that. They can drop a game. They're going to make the playoffs no matter what. They can drop a game, or if that went their way, if Josh Allen didn't slip, they walk away with the win, and they're, everything's fine. But that, that loss, I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. I, re, I really don't. Yeah, it's definitely not like a morale-like thing. No, they it's played not a good game. The, t- the Tennessee Titans played a fantastic game. I think, I think Sean McDermott knows that too with the competitors in the AFC East. I mean, anything can happen, but come on. Let's be realistic yeah. here. And the Jets so, aren't. The Dolphins aren't. The Patriots most likely aren't. And so if they got that first down and they won that game, you never know what the seeding is going to come down to. I mean, that yeah. game could be the difference between a one and two seed, and I like taking that shot going for the win. Yeah. And so before we get into the NBA tip-off, I say we talk about the MLB playoffs a little bit. Yeah. I mean, things are just heating up. Both series are close. I mean, Red Sox last night dropped a big one against the Astros. I mean, they could be up 3-1 right now playing at home, but, you know, the seven seven runs in the ninth from Houston. Yeah, But, you know, that's not demoralizing because the way you've been playing, the Red Sox in the regular season had three grand slams. Guess how much they have in the ALCS? Three. Three. They had two in one game. Yeah. And so this is going to be a back and forth series. I see Boston Astros in seven. I think it's. I think the Red Sox dropped tonight because Chris Sale's on the mound against a very strong, powerful right-handed Houston lineup. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if the Red Sox want to win this series, they got to take this one at home. I just think they do. Mm-hmm. But. If they don't, the Strohs are going to go on. They're going to go to the World Series again and hopefully not win. But then if they're playing the Dodgers, go Strohs. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this is probably the biggest game of the series for... um, It's Game 5, right? Yeah. Game 5 decides the series. If you you watch sports, you know. It's Game 5. And especially at home, you got to take care at home. You got to take care of it. And it's going to be hard to come back and win two in Houston. I could see them winning one in Houston, but I just don't see them winning two. And on to the NL, another good series. Braves pick up two. I think it was was two walk-off hits in Atlanta to start. And they drop another another one-run game. All these games have been one-run. Braves can knock off the Dodgers. I think everyone who likes baseball besides people living in L.A. would love that. Yeah, and... um. Another close game. I mean, roll Braves. I'm going for the Braves. Hell I would yeah. love to see the Dodgers go down. I mean, they're just Hell a yeah. fun team to watch, and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting series. But something bad happened yesterday. Something really bad for the Braves. What happened? Charles Barkley happened. What did he, he do? He locked the Braves winning the series. Uh, so L.A., you have a good edge right now. Yeah. You don't want Charles Barkley on your side. That's about it. I would tune into MLB. I mean, the World Series race is hot right now. I could it's see October baseball. I could see both these games going to seven series. You easily. gotta love October baseball. And then, so we got to touch on NBA tip off. We had Nets Bucks tip off, and you know the Nets looked a little rusty. They didn't really look like because um, Steve. I have a problem with Steve Nash this game. 
he said he was going 10 deep, a, a lot of people coming in who's never even worn a Nets uniform yeah. before. And I wouldn't have a problem with that, but one key was left on the bench for all minutes of that game, and that was Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown did not play a minute on the floor. He didn't? Nope. Because Steve Nash, they stick into a 10-man rotation to figure out their lineup. And Bruce Brown did not make the 10. And we're talking about a Nets team that struggles with defense. And Bruce yeah. Brown is probably their best defender. And he's a great rebounder. It's just, he, he helps out that team so much in little ways. He's a great, like, burst off the bench. And when you don't have that, like, you've got Patty Mills coming off the bench shooting 7-for-7 seven seven from 3 and you still can't win. What there's something wrong there. with KD and Harden? There's something wrong there. I mean, then again, not to take away from the Bucks, who looked no. absolutely phenomenal. They Giannis, picked up right where they left off. Giannis, I mean, again, you talk about a guy who picked off where he left yes. off. I mean, he was hitting all his free throws, hitting good amount three. from he threes. Hit, hit one. Oh, he hit four. one. Yeah. And down low, it's just impossible to stop him. I mean, the yeah. Bucks were just totally dominating the offensive boards with Brooke Lopez and Giannis the whole game. So, I mean, just Nets got to figure it out. But, I mean, I wouldn't be too dissatisfied losing to the Bucks. Well, something to note with the Nets, too, is LaMarcus Aldridge is coming back, and so is Paul Millsap, and they both played, like, very low amount of minutes. So, I think once they get acclimated in the system and start to get going – That'll definitely help the Nets out. And then, obviously, honestly, trade Kyrie at this point. If he's not going to play home games, he's not helping you. He's not any help to your team at He's all. just not on the team right now. He's just not. Yeah. And um, another thing, Nicholas Claxton, he's, he he's struggled very, a little bit. I thought he, he impressed. I mean, he shot a good percentage from the field, seven boards, throwing in that starting center spot. I know, but he looks a bit – watching the game, he looks sloppy. He missed a lot of communication with Harden. And but he got the start because the Nets are a little crippled. But so are the Bucks, man. Yeah. Bobby Portis is out. Pat Connington, dude. Yeah, he's, he's put out. Up twenty. No, he put up twenty. Who who's the other dude who's out? Let's see. I'm trying to think. It's not Pat Connington. It's the other guy. And Pat Connaughton put up twenty points last night. Um, Rodney Hood's out. Dante Divincenzo. Yeah, that's what He's I'm thinking out. about. So both those guys are out. But another guy who played good, you're not going to like this, on the box was Grayson Allen. He was... Um, yeah, whatever you describe as good. Um, personally, I don't describe 3-for-10 from the three-point line, 3-for-10 from the field goal as good, in my opinion. But hey, Jim. He was getting rebounds hey, and he was facilitating the ball. Great. Yeah, whatever. He had four four rebounds and six assists and twenty seven minutes of play. Okay, this is just he sucks. This is just straight. Grayson Duke Allen slander. is terrible. This is just straight. He's Duke a terrible slander. basketball player. He shouldn't even be getting paid millions of dollars to be an NBA player, let alone to be starting on the Bucks. It's it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace of sports. Take, take a deep breath. Whatever. Anyway, the Warriors beat the Lakers without Jonathan Kumango, without James Wiseman. The Lakers sucked. They're too old. LeBron carried. AD had a good game. Um, everyone else pretty much sucked. Not much action from Russ. Nope. I mean, first game with the new team. You can't tell that much from, you know, the first game of the year. But Steph had a triple-double, 21-10-10. Very impressive from him. Draymond did his thing, you know, like six points, eight rebounds, six assists. 
whole whole thing, whole Ken Kabuto there from the Warriors. They look good. Iggy came off, came up with uh, some valuable minutes off the bench, and uh, yeah, that's all. That's all for today, ladies and gentlemen. Hit him with the gym. I mean, yeah. I mean, lot in the sports world now. I mean, with MLB, three, NFL, three major sports. I mean, this is just gonna be the episode is just gonna be better and better with a lot of information that you should know as a sports fan. If you can't make all the games, which you can't. No. You can't watch every single game. No. So you have to tune in to Dog Dead Sports Podcast. We missed that earlier on the intro. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. And uh, thank it is. Thank it is.